Welcome back to Bacon Wrap Business. This is Brad Costanzo, and today I've invited a good friend of mine on the show named Paul Hoffman. Is the personal discovery architect, and he is the visionary and chief inspiration officer behind Sculpting Your Life. Now, Paul is one of the most interesting men you can meet. If you spend any time with him, you will be uh, enthralled by his stories, his life history, the things he's done, the people he's met, from um, getting a basketball scholarship to being Pink Floyd and Emerson Lake and Palmer's tour manager, even being restrained and put in a straight jacket, overcoming drug addictions, and going deep into understanding how the brain works in order to overcome limiting beliefs and really uh, tie that in with music and, you know, just really understanding the entire neurochemical makeup that allows us to navigate through life successfully and what causes us to potentially veer off path. Uh, Paul's courses and processes and uh, tuning in brain retraining technology have been downloaded by more than 3 million people worldwide, helping them to create more wealth, ideal health, self-confidence, clarity, and focus. And if you are listening to this, you are likely an entrepreneur trying to become one. And if you haven't figured out that the entire foundation of success rests in between the six inches between your ears, then you haven't been doing it long enough because no matter how good you get, how big you get, how many failures or successes, uh, it's what happens in our brains that allows us to either get back up or excel or be crushed by limiting beliefs and negative self-talk. And I think this is such an important conversation that I wanted to bring Paul on the show today so we can jam out, hear more about his story and really what led him to this and what people like you, myself, et cetera, can do to get over some of the head trash that's uh, lurking in there with some really cool and innovative technologies. So without further ado, Paul, welcome to Bacon Wrap Business. Well, thank you, Brad. I appreciate it. Uh, you and I have known each other a long time and uh, I admire your work and uh, and I'm honored to, to come on and, and share my my hope and inspiration and, and help people, uh, you know, like you say, get rid of the head trash. Right? Absolutely. Uh, I, yeah, I, I call it mind traps, right? Yeah. And and um, but uh, yeah, man. So um, tell me about tell me more about. Okay, I want to I want to dive into. Look, we could spend seven hours absolutely. talking through all your backstory and all this other stuff. You're super duper interesting. But um, how did how did this become? Like, let's let let let's go back in time to some of the before you got into really understanding the way the brain works and helping people overcome this and success. Like, you know, we talked about drug addiction and being a rock star tour manager, et cetera. I mean, what was life like back then for you? Uh, well, you know, it was actually pretty interesting. I will tell you, people think when I tell people I was, I was Pink Floyd's tour manager or Emerson Lake and Palmer's tour manager when I was 23 years old, um, <laughs> They, they go, oh, my God, what that must have been awesome. And the truth of the matter, you know, it was awesome. But what it was for me, Brad, it was really a, a, a learning experience on how to show up and, and be responsible. That's number one. And to learn business and to learn organization and to learn systems and, and to really put that into, into play. Because when you run a tour, man, it is a lot of moving parts, bro. And um so, so while it was exciting to be on the road and being in a different city every night and uh, doing European tours and what have you and, and so forth, um, the truth of the matter is um, it, it gave me a great foundation for what I, what I now do. And, and after I got off the road, um, I, I got into the jingle business. You know, I mean, I'm a self-taught uh, musician. Um, I play enough to be dangerous as I tell people like, Oh, how, how will I play enough to be dangerous? Let's just leave <laughs> it at that. I'm a good composer. I can sing. You know, uh, I remember, uh, I never thought of myself as a singer. And when I was, re first of all, I, I wrote, as you know, I wrote this jingle, have you driven a Ford lately? Okay. Which, <laughs> which put me on, which put me on the map in, in the jingle world. It also got me interviewed on CNN and NBC and all these, all these big things. But, at the same time, it, it gave me the opportunity to, to have a $2,500 a week cocaine habit, uh, which, which actually brought me to my knees. And, and, but one of the things that got me into what I do now, which is really to understand how, how you as an individual 
control everything that happens in your life by some thought and some belief that you have. And, and where most people think that, oh, well, you know, something outside of you is going to create whatever it is that you're looking for in your life. We've all heard the expression that, you know, your inner reality creates your outer circumstance. And so, you know, you know me, Brad, I'm one of those kind of guys that tries to create his own language, if you will. And a lot of times that works and sometimes it gets me in trouble. But anyway, <laughs> um, so when I talk about, you know, the whole inner reality, outer circumstance, I, I talk about, you know, how your environment, which is your IN, your environment needs to be a vibrational match with the environment, the EN of what you want to create in your life. And the only way that can happen is by what happens, like you said, between your ears. What happens in your mind, how you believe, what you think about yourself, what you allow your inner critic to tell you about yourself, and so forth. So once you learn how to control your, your mind and control your thinking, then that's the first step to creating a pathway to whatever success you want to um, uh, create in your life or what I call your ideal life. Why I got into this, man, I tell you. So when I was making millions of dollars in the jingle business, I, you know, I, I thought I was on top of the world, but I had worthiness worthiness issues. I don't know if anybody can appreciate that. Nobody. And I also, and I also had what's called the imposter syndrome, and I'll tell you mm -hmm. what I mean by that. So, so here I am. You know, I, I'm I'm working with the top agencies in the world. I'm probably one of the top five jingle guys in the in the country yet I can't play a freaking note of music, okay, when I started. And finally, when I learned how to compose, I would be, uh, I'd go into a recording session and I would be hiring these consummate musicians. So for instance, I'm sure if some of you people have watched the Letterman show, of course, which is not anymore, but all the people in the Letterman band, from Willie to Paul Schaefer to Anton Fig to Sid McGinnis, all those people played on my jingles. Oh, that's great. Right? And, 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 you know, um, you know, Michael Bolton used to sing my jingles or Ashford and Simpson or, or Luther Vandross or, or, you know, I've worked with, you know, um, um, uh, all sorts of different, uh, uh stars, you know, Michael, Michael McDonald, uh, and, and so forth. But, but every time I go into the studio, I would feel like people would be looking at me like, and, and saying to themselves, well, oh, this guy doesn't even know how to do anything. Now, that was my mind talking to me, okay? But the truth of the matter is, you know what? That was just me getting in my own way. Because I will tell you, I got I got so good at what I did that, that people kept saying to me, I'd get calls from all these guys and they'd go, hey, man, you got any work? You know? But but I got in my own way. And I know that the biggest obstacle to success that anybody can have, and, and I'm a good, good study on this, is is ourselves when, and we we can easily get into our get in our own way and so when i decided to get into what i do now which was kind of by fluke if you will so i i i um i had um uh, as i say 2500 a week cocaine but i went to my fourth rehab and finally got it okay and finally understood that okay i am not going down a path that's going to either keep me uh, alive for a few years long or I'm going to be dead. So, so I, I, I changed my mindset. I changed my, my outlook on life. I changed my belief system about what is possible for me. And then I, I, I had a defining moment and, and um, which I think everything in life is a defining moment. And doing this podcast with you is a defining moment for me because it's probably the most pivotal moment of your life. Not going to lie. Like it's, it's up there. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. And, and, and so getting, getting, getting to be able to really deal with the whole idea of, of worthiness and imposter syndrome and all those things that really kind of clouded my vision of what's possible in my life, being able to work through those. Uh, and I'm still working through those, by the way. I think um, we all are. Yeah. It just gave me an opportunity to show up and become who I am today. And, and another yeah. defining moment and a pivotal moment was, you know, you know, Harv Ecker, I'm sure T Harv Ecker. Right. Mm -hmm. And, and so Harv got me into, into what I do when, cause he invited me to go to his millionaire mind intensive. And, um, I went there and I sat there for three days, Brad, and it was my first experience into quote PD personal mm -hmm. development. 
Sat there for three days, thought he was a great teacher. And after the event, he comes up to me and says, what'd you think, man? I said, Harvey, you're a really great teacher. Your music sucks, bro. <laughs> he said, what do you mean my music sucks? I said, well, you know what? It seems like all you people in this world, all you people in this world, play popular music. You try to fit all these popular songs into your principles. Yeah. Why don't you have your own song? You know, that's my advertising world coming in, my marketing mm -hmm. music, right? He said, well, what do you mean? How would I do that? I said, well, let me write it for you. So I wrote him a song called I've Got a Millionaire Mind, right? Which, was, which is for his millionaire mind intensive course. And that opened my the door to, to many other people in the personal development world, like Jack Canfield and Mark Victor Hansen, Robert Allen, Brenda Burchard, Alex Mendoza, and the list goes on, who asked me to brand them musically. That's and so I wrote to all these people. So I have this company called Success Songs. And uh, if anybody wants to go to successsongs.com, you can get a song for free. But but that's kind of how I got started, and then I then one day I called Harv, because I'm one of those kind of people that really feels that if you want to have something in your life, Brad, you kind of got to ask for it. Yeah, right. Yeah, and you know, it's amazing how well that works, and how 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 rare we do that. Yeah, and because a lot of people are in fear of of hearing the word no, but but the truth of the matter is when 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 you hear the word no you're saying yes to something else. And when one door closes, another one's getting ready to open. It's always next. Next. Okay. This ain't working. Next, whatever. So so I ended up writing these songs for Harv. I ended up doing all this stuff. And then one day I said, called up Harv and I said, Harv, listen, I want to start speaking. Paul, what do you want to speak about? And I said, well, you know, I, I, I have this idea about how a rituals create habits and habits create mindset. So now I talked about rituals, habits, and mindset, and I do it in a lot of different ways. And that's a passion I have because, because I know that, it, you know, it's like when Michelangelo, you know, my platform is called Sculpting Your Life. So when Michelangelo, mm -hmm. you know, looked at the block of granite, which was flawed, cracked, discolored, and just like human beings, just like human beings, had all characteristics of us as, as human beings, he, he said, I'll take it because he saw David. And what he did was he took everything in the way, out of the way. And there was David. So again, it's once you get learn how to get out of your own way, then then I, I teach that you can sculpt the masterpiece known as you. I love that. And I, I love the Michelangelo reference. By far my favorite artist of all time. Absolutely. And by the way, if you haven't read the book, The Agony and the Ecstasy, it's amazing. Um, yeah. The... Uh, the I, I want I want to dive into that for a second, but you said you said something that just piqued my curiosity, and I want to go back to kind of like the jingles, right? Uh -huh. So as much as I want to talk about this, I want to know like when you're when you're writing a jingle. So you wrote the music and the lyrics, is that correct? Well, no. What sometimes, but what happened? Have you driven a Ford lately? What happens is advertising agencies have yeah. copywriters. They have copy, so they come they'll come up with the the probably the tagline the tagline, right? Now, if I want to change it, I mean, I, obviously, I'll say, "Hey, listen, I think it'd be better if you did this, right?" Yeah. But, 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 but most of the time, it was just we took a script and then we wrote the music to it. Gotcha. Okay. Okay. So, I, yeah, because I didn't know if you did both of them because I was always curious the way I know jingle. Like, I, I do a lot of copywriting, et cetera, and I understand that. But creating a jingle out of that's a whole other art and science altogether. So, uh, yeah. encapsulating that. Right. Is, I, and I remember you're absolutely right, Brad. And, and a good example was that. So, I, when I, after I would have you driven to Ford lately, you know, I was interviewed in the studio. Um, I think it was CNN back then. They came in. Oh my God, this is such a great thing, and blah blah. And again, you know me. It's like I'm I'm high in cocaine. <laughs> I, I I don't think I don't believe in myself. I mean, whatever I'm thinking. But the truth of the matter is, so somebody said to me, "Well, you know, you write jingles. You know, they're not really songs." And I said, "Well, here's the gig. They really are songs because they have an an intro, a verse, a yeah. bridge, and a hook. Mm -hmm. But I just got to get to the hook a little faster than most people do. Exactly. You know what I mean?" So, but well, cool. So let's talk about getting over the mind traps. Um, mm -hmm. Now there's a lot of ways to do this. And I, it sounds like you, you, you utilize both concepts, logical concepts that you can think about like habits and rituals, et cetera. But then you also, do you also integrate music into this and, uh, technology that is beyond just the the things we can think of 
So like you, you mentioned, I I don't know if it was binaural beats or some other things like that, brain training. So tell me how these two things interact. Cause it's one thing to just tell somebody, okay, you need better rituals, which will create better habits and et cetera, et cetera. And it's another thing to help make this feel more automatic and less um, hard to do. So explain to me kind of how your systematic approach works or the people who go through your programs, what do they experience? So I have, um, so you're absolutely right about that. So, so, you know, the, the hardest concept that, that I've ever had to uh, embrace was that whole concept of, you know, Paul, everything that happens in your life is created by you, Mm -hmm. you know, and I go, well, wait a minute, man. You know, I remember, you know, my ex-girlfriend did this and then I felt, but it's like victim and blame, if you will. Right. So what, so I have this brain technology that I created I don't call it brain entrainment. I call it brain retrainment because, mm. again, Brad, I like to make up my own words. But it's, but it's, you know, if, if anybody knows about the five levels of brain retrainment or entrainment, the alpha, beta, theta, gamma, delta, and they all are based on different frequencies. And you are in those frequencies depending where you are during your day at any different time. So I created this technology where I took binaural beats, which are the frequencies. And I added heartbeat and breathing patterns to them. Okay. Nice. And I created this, this, this technology, which I called multivariant resonant technology. And what it does, and I have lots of science around it, what it does is it activates the four holistic intelligences. And so then what I do is I take you through a process. And this is, I think, will answer your question. I take you through a process called tuning in. So when, when people talk about meditation, which I think is a great thing, by the way. But the truth of the matter is, um, when somebody says to me, Brett, you know what, I'm going to meditate so I can quiet my mind. Mm-hmm. Here's my, my, my response is like, well, good luck. Because your mind is not designed to be quiet. Your mind is designed to focus in on what you place in it. And it's designed to go to where you want it to go to so you can direct it. So... You know, I so the stuff that I do when I talk about tuning in, I call my stuff tuning in and not meditation. Mm. And and uh, so if you go to sculptations.com, S C U L P T A T I O N S dot com, you can download two of my sculptations experiences my advanced millionaire mindset, which would shift your brain uh, pattern, your, your brain thinking about money. And my sharper focus, which will give you more focus. So, but what I do is I take you through a process called tuning in. Okay. And tuning in, if you ever read the book, um, uh, The Power of Now by, mm-hmm. by uh, Eckhart Tolle, the one thing about that book that I loved was the whole concept of the witness. And so, through my whole journey in life, I actually realized that once I'm able to witness, my behavior and where I am, I can change it. Okay, so so the, the, the tuning in process is the seven steps. So the first step is observe. So once you are able to observe where you are in your life, good, bad, or indifferent, then you get to shift and change that. So you observe where you are, and then you can identify what's working or what's not working, Right. And then what happens is after you observe and identify, you get to pivot out of negative thinking or limited thinking or whatever you want to call it and reframe that thinking, right? And then you get to anchor your new thinking, activate it, and integrate it. And those are the seven steps. So when I do a, a sculptation experience, I take you through, the, through this tuning in journey. So it's not, I don't do stuff like, um, you know, imagine, you know, close your eyes and imagine you're in the forest and you're walking down the path and you're going through the golden arches and whatever, whatever, which I'm not saying is good or bad. That's Mm -hmm. not how I do it. I'm all about nuts and bolts. If you want to get from point A to point B in your life, know where you are at point A and know where you want to be for point B. Because I think the biggest obstacle that most entrepreneurs have or most people in life is, you know, you know, there's always three forms to an idea. So I call it the, um, so point A is the idea, point C is the outcome that you want, okay? So I'll use this example right here about me being on Brad's po- podcast. So 
my idea was, hey, you know what? I love Brad. He's a great guy. We're good friends. I love what he's doing. I want to be on his podcast. That's the outcome, all right? Mm -hmm. So what happens in, in, in the, the B part of anything is one of two things. A, you're going to say to yourself, well, I don't know how to do that, and you'll never do it. Or you say to yourself the one question I think you should ask yourself on any time you have an idea, which is, what do I need to do to make it happen? And then all of a sudden now you're in action. Right. You know, I'll, I'll add I'll add some color commentary to that because one of the ways that I phrase that, like I'm I've got a very I'm very passionate about this aspect too. So, and I'll do this when I'm consulting with clients or working with myself or my team, etc. Which is instead of saying how how do I make that happen or how do I how could I how should I, uh, I I use a phrase out of design thinking, which is how might we or how might I. Right. If I'm doing it, if you and I are doing it, it's like, how might we? And what that obviously does is it softens the need for the outcome or it softens the need for this method to be for sure. And it to me, it ignites the imagination a little bit more. So I might say, well, how might I get on Brad's podcast? Right. Like how might And it, it just allows you to come up with a whole bunch of different ideas and th some of the things may be outrageous and then some of them might not. But then sometimes those outrageous ones. If you allow yourself to think of that, it's not, you actually think about it. It's like, huh, that's actually not as outrageous as I thought it was. But um, I, I, that's how I come up with a list. Like, how might I do this? And you come up with, oh, well, here's like one or three or whatever ways that well, I could do that. So anyway, I just wanted to uh, add some commentary that, out of my own experience to that point. I, I like that. I like that. I, I, I might, you might even use that, my brother. Good. I like that. Good. Yeah. So, uh, um, you know, I also like one of the things you said about with meditation. So like I go in and out of meditation, you know, I'll go through like a lot of people, I'll go through spurts. Like I, I'm not this committed person who does it all the time. And even recently I was saying to myself, I got, I need to do this more often. That's like, cause I've, I felt some, I guess it's unexplained anxiety or just feeling rushed and overwhelmed with some projects that I'm working on. And it's just, uh, and I could tell something felt a little bit off. Right. Mm -hmm. And I didn't know what it was. And I do know, well, I haven't been meditating. I've just been like waking up, go, 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 go. And not giving myself time to quiet my brain, think, empty my mind. But one of the things you just said there was really poignant. It's like that. Yes. Although meditation is kind of about to a degree, emptying the mind, because the mind, you know, you don't necessarily have to empty it, or if you do, give it something else to focus on. Give it something positive, that, a direction you want to go. Otherwise, if you just let the mind wander, it's going to wander all all around and uh, drift in and out of where you want to be. So having that real intentional focus and being able to center yourself in that space, I can see as being something really powerful. It's a distinction I hadn't really thought about until you mentioned that. Yeah, I, and I think you know one of the things that I, I I encourage people to do when they when they use my my sculptations work is is before you sit down and do anything you know so 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 they're like the advanced leader mindset there's there's sharper focus there's ideal weight and health there's love and intimacy there's creativity and inspiration there's more productivity whatever it might be like you just said you need to sit down sit down before you do anything and set the intention. What is it the what, what's the outcome that you are looking for? Okay, so if you can place that intention in your mind, then your mind has something to wrap itself around, which will then give you the guidance be to, to go for. It. Now, what are you going to sit? I mean, listen, man, we've all sat down, we've all closed our eyes, we've all whatever done to, 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 to meditate, tune in, whatever you want to call it. There's a lot of stuff going through your mind all the time. OK, mm -hmm. and you just need to be skilled enough because it takes practice to just let that stuff flow through and don't get caught up in it. So if there's a thought that comes through your mind that maybe you don't like, OK, cool. I don't like that thought next. And you just keep letting it flow. But eventually what will happen is, is you'll be able to get get the the result that you want because you you're staying focused on the intention for what it is you're looking for. Mm -hmm. So, so, and that's in a very important part of, I think, what, 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 whatever you do in your life. And, and so I found that, that, you know, the way I like to, to talk about my work is I, I get you to tune into your active mind. Okay. Mm -hmm. Cause your active mind is the mind 
that's going to get you from from point A to point B or wherever you want to go in your life. Again, I I just personally I just don't believe that you know you can sit down. Listen, unless you want to go to the Himalayas and sit in front of a tree for forty years mm-hmm. and look at the tree and do nothing but look at the tree, then maybe you'll be able to have an empty mind. You know, I think that's one of the areas. That too, that has turned a lot of people off of, or just the mainstream off of the idea of meditation, because that's what they think of when they think of meditation is somebody just sitting around doing nothing for a long period of time, trying to quiet the mind where quiet, quieting the mind is really just, it's really just one step, you know, first quiet, if it's all noisy and crazy, quiet it. It's almost like a reset. Yep. Like start from, you know, c- clear the clear the plate or clear the desk mm-hmm. and then uh, allow yourself to focus on the things you want and then get into action. I think the people who probably have the most success in life, especially those who meditate, probably do this intrinsically or just, you know, their second nature. Um, so when when people are using sculptations, take me through, you gave me the kind of the steps, but your process, um, take me a little bit more you know, through that, because you, you probably have a, I'm guessing you have a program that people can um, invest in, enroll in, et cetera. But w- what is the experience like of that? So if somebody says, I like this, it's definitely something I need. Uh, I like what Paul's saying. What's the experience like of working with you or w- throughout your programs? Well, so um, the the thing that, the, again, so I, my, my, my starting point on anything when I work with anybody in in all my programs is okay know what you want to work on right uh-huh. know what you want to change in your life so if you want to do a, a sculptation uh and you want to change your money blueprint bread uh-huh. then you might want to do the advanced millionaire mindset okay and, and what what will that do for you it'll give you the opportunity to look at observe what's holding you back when it comes to your money blueprint uh-huh. okay because there because you know if, if, if uh, again, you know, if you think you're poor, guess what? You're poor. If you think you're abundant and prosperous, you will become abundant and prosperous. You might not come, it might not be immediate, but, but you're in that consciousness because everything's consciousness mm-hmm. and everything's energy as far as I'm concerned. That's, mm-hmm. that's my belief and I'm going to stick with it. Okay. And so, so the, the process again is figure out what you want to work on. And, and figure out what you want to change in your life or what's important to you or what's holding you back. And then, and then the, the, the process I go through, the tuning in process, will get you to what I say, reset, rewire, and recode your super mind. So you then are now in a different mind state to get you to where you want to get to. You know, I've identified 10 what I call mind traps, which are basically mm-hmm. limiting beliefs, bro. Mm-hmm. I've identified 10 mind traps everybody has. What okay? are they? Can you they run off? Yep. Scarcity, right? Mm-hmm. Distra- distractions and diversions. That's a big one. Um, fear of failure, procrastination and perfectionism. I am not enough. I am unlovable. Lack of responsibility and accountability. Um, resistance to change. Lack of commitment. And then low self-esteem and confidence. Okay, and those are the those are the ten mind traps that I believe most people get stuck in. Okay, and and either you have all of them at once or one at one, whatever it might be. But there's there are combinations of it that that will get you to um, to just either give up on yourself, um, um, uh, not really stay present on what it is that you want in your life. Listen, mistakes are great. You know, I mean, you know. Both of us, you know, you know, we both know, um, um, uh, you know, God, uh, get to it. What's, um, what's his name? Oh my God. It's just, uh, I hate, hate when um, that happens. <laughs> yeah, isn't that wild? Um, anyway, so uh, one of my friends, okay. Yeah. Who, uh, who, um, um, uh, told me this one time, he said, listen, Paul, if you're going to fall down, make sure you fall down on your back. So you're looking up. <laughs> Right. Love it. And, and and so so I always tell people, listen, it's easy to make excuses, Brad. Right. Mm-hmm. We know that. I always tell people there's two forms to an excuse. So people say, what do you mean by that? Well, here's the two forms to an excuse. There's the excuse you make for not doing something, which might be part of a mind trap, might be uh, 
just whatever it might be, you know, but the two forms of an excuse, there's the excuse you make. And then there's the excuse you make for the excuse. Mm. And then that becomes your reality. Can you give an example of the excuse you make for an excuse? Well, you know, it's the, the, the second excuse is always the easy one. So the first excuse is, okay, you know, um, I got to create, I mean, I got to finish this program today and I, I, you know, I really need to do it, but, oh, but I got to clean the garage too or mm-hmm. something. That's the excuse. Then the excuse that you make for the, for the excuse is that's okay. I'll get to the other thing later. Mm. And then what happens is then that becomes your norm. So you then you're, you're, you're training your subconscious mind to be okay with you not doing what you say you're going to do. Because if anybody's ever read the, uh, the four agreements, Les Brown came up with the fall on your back and, uh, and, uh, Oh, Les Brown. Okay. Gotcha. Uh, if anybody's ever read the four agreements, you know, what, what is be impeccable with your word? So yeah. if you're going to say you're going to do something that doesn't just apply to somebody outside or a friend or a family member or whatever that implies to you. Yeah. Okay, cause, cause what you, cause if you're not impeccable with your word to you, then you won't be impeccable with your word to anybody. Cause again, your environment is going to create your environment. So, so if you, if you want to find love in your life, the first thing you need to do is love yourself. Yeah. Cause you can't find love outside of you unless you love yourself. You know, I, I, you know, how many times have, you know, I mean, I've said this, uh, you know, millions of times to myself, whether, you know, I'll be happy when, when, what, mm-hmm. when you get the car, oh, that's gonna make you happy. Yeah. You'll get the car or you get the best thing you want. This is a state of, a state of being. It's a frequency. Yeah. And, and, and it's and, often and the cause, is, not the effect. Absolutely. Absolutely. And so I always talk about, you know, um, being able to really, really discern why you do what you do. Again, it's all around this tuning in thing. And then once you are able to, why do I do this? I always tell people to, to go through an exercise, you know, um, put three columns down. You know, what do you want in your life? Column B is why do you want it? Right. And column C is what, what would, what would you want to look like if you did it? Mm-hmm. Right. It's not rocket science. Right. But, you know, but getting back to the whole idea of, of, of rituals, you know, and I think, you know, I agree with you, uh, you know, to be able to create great rituals is an art. OK. And, and again, I always tell people you're a masterpiece. You're a work of art. You can create anything you want in your life. You get to sculpt the masterpiece known as you. But creating a ritual, I wake up in the morning and, and, and you know what, man? I used to go get up in the morning and it would be, I'd be just on the run, bro. I'd be on the run. But now I get up in the morning and I take the first hour of my day and I spend it on me. I don't look at my phone. I get up early, man. I'll get up at 530 because I love the morning. Mm-hmm. So my morning ritual is I get up, I pray, I do a gratitude exercise, I drink a great glass of water. Okay, then I'll get out of bed. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then what I'll do is I'll, I will sit down and I will listen to my 15 minute good morning, great day sculptation. Okay. Cause what I do is I'm listening to myself, talk myself into having a successful day. I love it. And it's got my brain technology in it and so forth. Okay. And then after that, Brad, I read three books, man, four books. I read 365 days of think and grow rich 365 days of the seven habits of highly effective people whatever day it is so today yeah. i read uh, so you're not reading like three or four whole books every no, no, not, no, no, no. <laughs> i was gonna I'm say not, you're I'm one not, of those I'm not that, readers. that good a reader yeah and then i read uh, a book called grace by a guy named max Licato, which is about spirituality mm-hmm. and then i read uh i read a, a page in a book called the art of living by a guy named epictetus right so i do that and then I sit down and I write. I write a thing called Good Morning, Great Day. So I've written about a thousand of them over the years. They're finally now going into a book because I, I, because I, by the way, one of my mind traps is sometimes procrastination and perfectionism, right? No, I've got, I've got no experience with procrastination. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And I'm sure none of our listeners do either. And so, and so I write Good Morning, Great Day, right? And, um, and then um, uh, today's Good Morning, Great Day. The title of it, Brad, was called Insurrections of Fear. And I just talk about that, right? And I write this whole thing. And so 
Now they're going into a book. Then I'm going to do some uh, some other things. I'm recording them and so forth. So after I finish writing that, I send it out to my list, my, my Good Morning Great Day list, put it on Facebook, do a Facebook story, and just share it with some people, right? Mm -hmm. And then I go out on the beach and I do a video of it because I'm creating content. Then yep. I come back, right? And I play with my animals, okay? I, got, I used to have two dogs, two cats. Now I got two, two cats. And I play with my animals because they teach me unconditional love. Uh -huh. So now I'm in a state of love. And then I go out and I talk to my plants, bro. Now, people have seen me do that and they go, what are you, what are you crazy? Well, I love my plants. My yeah. plants love me. Yeah. Right? So then now I'm done with that. And then the next thing I do is I do what I call a process called nutritionize. So I juice, I make my smoothies, and I've now created my my. Uh, nutrition for the day, if you will. And then I'll go out and do a workout for an hour and a half. So the first hour is setting myself up for my workout. So at first, what, two and a half hours of my day? Yep. I'm not talking to anybody. I'm not looking at my phone. I don't care what's going on in the world because I'm focused on what I'm going to do Yeah, to make it a great day. Now, will every day be a great day? Absolutely not. But I'll be prepared any challenges that come up. I'm really good at hitting curveballs finally, okay? I can hit fastballs, but the curveballs are the ones you got to really work on. Yeah. You know? Well, and even if it like yeah, you you can't control you can't control what happens to you, but you're in control of how you respond to it. And if you aren't preparing yourself, your ability to respond is going to be dramatically lower. That's why those morning rituals are so helpful. I used to do those a lot too. Uh, I've stopped doing them. And it's all like, now I will say that I do take maybe the first one or two hours to myself um, per day, or at least the first hour, but I haven't ritualized it in a long time. I'll, uh -huh. I'll just, I, I just allow myself to explore. I will pick up my phone. I will look at things I will read um, while I'm having my coffee, but I'm just, I'm getting some of the Oh, what is it? The curiosity stuff out of the way. It doesn't necessarily have to do with my work. I'm just diving mm -hmm. into something. I'm and it, part of it. I do love reading uh, at least ten pages of a book every morning. Yep. Or you know, um, we talked about this offline. I you know, this past year I've been really heavily involved in you know crypto investing, etc. So I'll I'll catch up on the market and what's going on and just it's allow myself to not rush into work at least. Mm. And that, by the way, has just been absolutely critical. Um, and it, you know, having this conversation does remind me that, yeah, I get back into ritualizing this stuff because yeah, I have had some days where it's just that unexplained, uneasy feeling, kind of like a, an anxiousness that isn't really coming from any one specific, like I can't put my finger on it going, I'm anxious about this, mm -hmm. but it's, I think it's just running around with too much going on and not necessarily being as focused or grounded as I probably should be, you know, throughout the day. And then, it, and then when some, when you, when you get a curveball thrown at you and you, you don't have a good foundation of that, you swing and miss. Oh, right. Yeah, so it's, yeah. And, and, but, but I, you know, it's interesting because again, you know, what I do is good for me, bro. Right. Yeah. What you do is sounds it's good for you. And, and I think it, you know, it's, it's really a personal choice about how you how you do that but i i do think it's really important to 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 set yourself up for for success okay and and i know that very too often there's lots of people out there and i've worked with them and and, and it's like you know a lot of people sometimes will get up and go oh my god another day you know i'm not interested i i used to do that mm -hmm. but i don't do that anymore because i'm excited about what i do and i'm excited about my day and it's unfold like you said brad it's gonna unfold however it unfolds okay uh -huh. but i'm gonna be prepared for how it unfolds okay yeah. and i'm gonna be able to direct it as best i can um in in this, those circumstances where i i will be challenged which are just opportunities and learn i've learned now to to respond and you mentioned this earlier rather than react Okay, because when you respond, you're taking responsibility. When you react, you're coming from emotion, and emotion will sometimes get you get you in trouble. But but I've just learned, as I say, to be able to to take the time in the morning to really check in to Paul Hoffman. 
Yeah, it's it's what, important. Yeah, what's Paul Hoffman gonna do today? And 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 you know, I do it every day. And if I don't do it, which is rarely rare, if I don't do it, then I don't feel good. Yeah. Because I've I've convinced myself, okay, which I'm good at that too, by the way. I've convinced myself that you know what, if you don't do this, you cannot feel good. And my yep. subconscious mind knows that. How long is it you typically your morning ritual typically takes for you? It, it takes you... me an hour before I do my exercise. So everything okay. up to up to doing my exercise. So I'm spending like the first two and a half hours of my day with exercise yep. uh, on on me. Okay. Yep. Um, and so it's my spiritual work, my mental work, my emotional work, my health work, and my physical work, right? Love it. And and then and then uh so if I get up 5 30, you know, I'm there, you know, eight o'clock, I'm ready to rock. Yeah. But yeah, so by I the time most people by the time most people are just getting going, you've already done a whole bunch of stuff. Exactly. And and I just think it's just and you know, it, it as I say, it, it works for me. I think if you can if you can really do that. You know, and the other thing about being able to 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 really um, accomplish things that you want to do in your life, it's important while you're doing this kind of stuff and even throughout your day. Like I, t I like I'll stop after this, man. Um, I'll take a, a 15 minute break mm -hmm. and I'll go out and take a walk on the beach. Yep. Now, I got a I lot did. of shit to do today, bro. Excuse mm -hmm. my language. But I'm going to but I know that if I if I disconnect. And science has proven this. And you take a walk, you look at a tree, you read a book, you, whatever, take a nap. What happens is you do a reset. Okay. Mm -hmm. And then your brain resets. And then what happens is you come. And, and, and the rest of we just have the beginning of your day. And I teach this in, in my day sculpting program. But the other thing I do, Brad, is I I, um, I find that I, I will review my day. Okay. At night. Yeah. And I think most people review their day. But I think when most people review their day, what they what they fail to do is they fail to to look at the the success they've had today. They focus on what they didn't do, and when right. they focus on what they didn't do, now you're in a negative energy. You know what? Along those lines, uh, my friend, um, I forget which uh, what it is. I forget which friend of mine told me this, but I thought this was brilliant. So, actually, I think it was Joe Fear. Do you know Joe? No. Okay. Anyway, so Joe told me that, um, you know, we've all got, or most of us have a to-do list, right? We got a list of things we just need to knock out for the day. Maybe there's five things on there. Maybe there's 10. And one of the worst things is when you get done at the end of the day and there's like only one thing knocked off, but you've been busy. You're like, well, what, what got done? And he said, that was happening to me too. And he goes, I was doing other things, but I would do other things that popped up. But I made sure that if I did something that wasn't on my list, I immediately put it on my list and crossed it off. Yep. Because that was a reminder that yes, although I didn't get everything done that I had set out to do, there was a bunch of shit I got done that. So it, it really allows you to go, Oh, okay. I wasn't unproductive. I just wasn't as productive on this stuff that was planned. Yeah. Uh, and I started to do that and I really like it. So I'll just throw it on there. Well, I did this, it, you know, it counts. <laughs> yeah. Um, one yeah, of the I other things that I used to do when I was creating a uh, to-do list uh, and I haven't done this in a while, but I would kind of do in my morning journals, uh, I would make my list, but I would almost make it as a narrative of, I would write it, I would write out what I had to do in the past tense. So I might've written something like, got up today, worked out, crushed the gym, uh, ate really healthy, had an incredible interview with Paul Hoffman, and I did all these things. So in essence, what I'm doing is I'm, I'm saying that they already happened in my head so future that forward. future forward, bro. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. I, and, I, love, I love that. Yeah. And then the, uh, the, the idea of doing it, they it re it reduced the resistance because I, mm -hmm. in my subconscious, I've already done this. Yep. Right. Oh, made the sales call. Uh, you know, let's, let's say there was a sales call or some kind of a call that I didn't want to make. I might yeah. write, you know, had the call with Paul closed him on a hundred thousand dollar deal, you know, whatever. And yep. I would just say it. And it's just those little things that get into your subconscious that can make just an absolute world of difference. You, you know, you, I, bro, I love it. So, so, so I, I write, I have a, we all, I used to have a friend. Okay. Uh -huh. who, who, who we all know him and, uh, and I, I there's no need to bring it up and it's all good. Who used to say, so, um, what, what are your hundred goals this year? And I'd go a <laughs> hundred. I, I got about five men for the year. <laughs> Okay. 
So I so that's one. The other people, I, I used to do a to-do list. I used to write, tw- it, it, and it had to have, I don't know where I came up with this number, 25 things on it. Mm-hmm. And it's like, one day I looked at that thing, I said, man, I'm not going to do 25 things. So I, so I do three things a day, bro. Yep. I have a chief aim, which most people would call goal. I have a chief aim, okay? So my chief aim today was I'm finishing a sales letter. Mm-hmm. That's my chief aim today. So I have three steps to make that done. One, finish my research. Two, look at past sales letters. And three, write the one I'm working on. That's my three steps for today. I call them success steps. So I just do three things a day. So every day I have a chief aim for what I want to accomplish, my big rock, if you will. Okay. And and so what I've found is that works for me. But I also find that the whole idea of what you just said about I love the narrative. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna, that's a great idea, but I love that. Um is so at the end of my day, I, I do a check-in. So as I say, most people, when they do review their day, they're just beating themselves up, man. Yep. I don't beat myself up anymore. Life happens, I'm, I'm, I'm around, I'm available. But right. I check into what my highlights and insights of my day are. Mm. So a highlight is something I've done really well, mm-hmm. okay? One of those three things, okay? Now, I've already done two of them today, so I'm, I'm ahead of the game, okay? Nice. The, and, then, and then my insight is something I want to make into a highlight, right? And then I celebrate because if you don't celebrate success, you never feel what success is. That's you know? 100% true. It's so and easy it's not for a big people concept, like us. But, but you got to celebrate it, man, because other than that, you're going to be, you're going to be, you know, like you said, you know, wondering whether you've done it, what am I doing? Blah, and, and all that nonsense that your, your inner critic will tell you, your mind traps, all that nonsense, you know? And, and so, so that's the, the, the things that I do. And that's the things that I, I try to get the people that I work with to do. And, and again, it's, it's not really, it's nothing that's so, you know, monumental. It's just really staying present to, to who you are, what you want to do in your life and being able to, to anchor the good behaviors, if you will, so that you creating great habits. Cause we all, we all have, have habits. We, you know, we all have some good habit. Listen, I got a good, great, good habit, man. You know, I work out every day. That's a freaking good habit. Yeah. I work out every day. That's a good habit. You know, there, there were days that, that I snorted cocaine all day. That was not a good habit. Okay. I had a lot of fun though. Don't get me wrong. Okay. But that wasn't a good habit. So I know that I have the ability to create great habits, which will then create what I call great mindsets of success. Because again, at the end of the day, as we started out, man, everything happens because of some thought and belief you have. And if your mindset is not in 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 sync, if you will, or in the right frequency, then then I think what happens to most people is they 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 just lose their bearing. They, they just, they, they lose their, their momentum. They lose their inspiration. They, they, they start to give up on themselves, you know, and mindset is a very, very interesting topic. I've read lots of work on it. I'm sure you have too. Mm-hmm. It's a very interesting topic, but the truth of the matter is, man, we're really good at making shit up and doing things that maybe are not good for us. We can be just as good as making things up that are good for us. Absolutely. Because people have always said, well, you know, if you want to raise a thousand dollars, it's probably just as hard to, you know, it's just as easy to raise a million as there's a thousand. You just got to think differently. Mm-hmm. Talk to different people <laughs> as well. There you, there you go. Right. Yeah. And so you know, along, the, along those lines, you made me think of something. I wrote, I wrote an article about this a while back, but it's this concept of fear. You know, we're all, we all have fear of something, right. Whether it's, um, fear of failure, fear of looking like an imposter, fear of um, X, Y, Z. And I was like, and I realized like in, in order to be sufficiently fearful of something, right? Especially if it's not a, a real clear and present danger, like a tiger in the woods, you know, about to eat you. But if it's uh, like, I'm fearful, what will they think of me if I do this? Yep. So the more fearful you, that you are, that means you are 
your imagination is really running wild, right? You're imagining all the bad things that can happen to you if um, if this doesn't work out and people are going to laugh and this is what they're going to say. And then it dawned on me one day, it's like, well, wait a minute, the more fearful I am, technically that means the more vivid of an imagination I have. I so it. if I have a really vivid imagination, why don't I just use it the other, like, what if it works, right? What if it doesn't fail? And it's kind of an empowering reframe that if you're really fearful, congratulations, you've got a great imagination. Now let's just change the direction. Absolutely. I, I always say use fear as a momentum. Yeah. Use fear as a motivator, man. Yeah. You know, that's why, that's why, you know, I mean, fear is such a powerful, like you say, it's such a powerful emotion. It's such a powerful um, 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 uh, instigator of, of, of either, retracting or contracting right or expanding yes yes you know and well like and they've proven said, go ahead go ahead I didn't know, mean they've proven go ahead i was gonna say they've proven like the, the like the neurochemicals that happen with fear are the exact same ones that happen with excitement yep yeah you know and it's it's the story we tell ourselves around that which in in, in fact that just actually reminds me of something that i thought was uh, pretty i haven't thought this in a couple of years so about uh, two and a half years ago, I broke my wrist. I fell off one of those damn like bird scooters. It wasn't yeah. even going fast. My wrist had to get a had to go into surgery. Had to get a a steel plate put in my wrist. And there I was. It was like seven in the morning. I was at the uh, hospital and I was in my gown and I was sitting there in kind of like this little private waiting room, getting ready to go into surgery. And you know, it wasn't open heart surgery. It wasn't brain surgery. It was, I was getting my wrist done, but it doesn't matter. Anytime you're about to get general anesthesia and have your body cut open, it's, it's nerve wracking. And I remember, I remember sitting there having such a, um, you know, that, that, that fear and that anxiety started to come up. And I remembered this, this concept that, Fear and excitement are the exact same neurochemicals, just with a different story. I was like, okay. And uh, like, I hadn't had any coffee this morning, you know, but the brain somehow figured out how uh, to do this. And I reframed this to where I was really excited and the fear melted by, I asked myself, what would make me excited to go into surgery right now? And what came into me, into my mind was, I imagined that I was, it was like 150 years ago and I was, I was a cowboy like on a horse, and I fell off my horse in, I don't know, 1870 or whatever it was. And I fell yeah. off my horse and I broke my wrist. Well, back then, if you had broken your wrist as bad as I did, I was for the rest of my life, right? I was probably not going to have real good use of my wrist. It was probably going to be a lifelong injury that I was destined to live with and just, you know, because that's what before surgery, that's what people dealt with. Absolutely. So, so then I imagined getting into a cap like into a time machine and appearing in 2000 what was it 19 at this new hospital the most high place i've ever seen i've never seen anything like this like i'm a cowboy from the old west and here i am in this hospital and they just told me that i'm going to be fixed in a couple hours and i'm going to be fine with this new crazy futuristic surgery technology and i and i'm just i, I told myself that story and as i did it the fear became like confidence, excitement, thinking, wow, this is amazing. Because I just thought, well, if I got hurt today, wouldn't it be cool to be able to go to the future, have Star Trek like, you know, here's a laser, you're fixed. Like that would be exciting if that happened. Absolutely. And so I just retrained my brain to look at fear as excitement through changing the story that I'm telling myself about it. And it was, uh, I, I, I had never done that before. It was just something I came up with in the heat of the moment. And uh, but I, I've done it since, right? It's like, okay, what story can I tell myself when I'm feeling really fearful about something? So I don't know. I just wanted to tell that story because you made me think of it. I, I, it's a great story, and I, and I love it because, because I mean, you know, the, the the I think the moral of that story, my friend, to coin a, a mm -hmm. phrase, is it's 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 and again, the moral of that story is the moral of your life, if you will. What story are you telling yourself? It's so important. You know, I always tell people there's a everybody has a history and a history, okay? And and you get to every day rewrite your story and make sure that when you rewrite it that you want to be the star of it. Yeah. Okay. Not and, a supporting and, character. No, man, you want to write it, direct it and be the fucking excuse me, and be the star of it. Yeah, that's quite right? right. You know, one of my one of my family friends told me when I was about 22 years old and I had uh I had just 
graduated college, I went to work at Disney World. I was making minimum wage. I was working in the parks because I was just basically screwing around after college for a little bit. It actually caused a lot of uh, heat with my dad. He's like, oh, well, what are you doing? And uh, my dad and mom came down and there was another couple who was friends of theirs, like my dad's lifelong best friend. And you know, he had pulled me aside uh, one day when we were down there and he goes, you know, you're doing it. All, you're doing everything all right. He goes, life's a book. Live your life like you're writing a book about it. And he goes, every book, if if, if it if it if it was a really planned out, um, you know, guy goes to school, grow, you know, grows up, goes to school, gets a job, gets a wife, has a kid, lives a life. Like that's a boring book. He goes, everything that happens is just another chapter. And he goes, you mm. want to write a book that you're the star of, that you're the hero, and bad shit's gonna happen, and that's okay. That's that chapter. But what is the hero gonna do? Right. And but live your life like you're writing a book about it and understand at any moment you can stop and start a new chapter. And sometimes the chapters are forced on you. Like, okay, let's say you get married. Let's say you have a kid. Let's just say something. Let's say you have a loss of something. Um, that's a new chapter. But sometimes you can take control and start that chapter. Like it's, it's never too late to reinvent yourself. Yeah, there's a great. Uh, oh, God, what's that quote? There's a guy named Carl Bard. You know, who he is. He said no. uh, his quote was, uh, uh, God, let me find it because it's really, really good, bro. Yeah. Uh, um, something about, it's something about, you know, you, the, 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 the moral of the story is, you know, whatever blah, blah happens in your life, happens in your life, but, but you can still start from now and create a brand new ending. Absolutely. You know, and so, yeah, you get to write your story any way you want to. Yeah, um, yeah I found it. Though no one can go back and make a brand new start. Anyone can start now start and make, now a, brand and make a brand new ending. Yeah, there, I, I love it. There's a, you know, there's a, um, what's that song by Natasha Bedenfield about, uh, I think it's called Unwritten. I've always loved that book too, which is the, the uh, uh, something about, yeah, like the future is still basically unwritten and it's up to you to write it. But I love that too. It's like so many of us, I think we feel as though we are, we are stuck as a supporting character in the story of the world, right? We're just schlepping along and things happen to us and we're just trying to survive, et cetera. And we are, you know, not the hero. And I think it's when people start to see themselves as the hero of their own story, it changes everything. Absolutely. But, but, you know, most people will share away from wanting to be the hero. Mm -hmm. Because well, you have to slay dragons and dragons are scary. Yeah. And, and, you know, and if you, and if, and in order to be the hero, you've got to, you've got to, to, to step up and challenge yourself and do things differently because every, every step you take in your life is going to do one of two things, man. I don't care, man. It's not rocket science. It's going to take you to where you want to go or take you away from it. Yep. I mean, and, and, and as entrepreneurs, you know, we end up, we end up, you know, being big thinkers, but a lot of times we, we create this, this misconception that if we think too big, then that we can't make that happen. But the truth of the matter is, hey man, it takes just as much energy to think big as it, as it does think small, man. It takes true. just as much energy. To think small takes a lot of freaking energy. It really does. You it know, really and, does. It, and it's not, and it's not nearly as much fun. It's absolutely not, man. You might as well, you might as well, you might as well think big, man. You know, because if if uh, if you can do that, man, like you said earlier, man, your imagination just becomes unleashed. Exactly. And you the imagination is powerful. Yep. And you and your curiosity is heightened, and all that stuff we know, and um. But but sometimes you know people will go, ah, you know, I don't know, and that's I don't know if I can do that. Well, of course you can do that. You can do anything you want to do. You Couldn't know? agree more. Yeah. Now, absolutely. Now, Paul, you mentioned earlier that you have some uh, some things that you'd be willing to give away to uh, listeners of the show. Yep. What uh, What do you have for us? All right. So so I want I um you can get one of my success songs. I will tell you, I write these songs, uh, guys, that are real powerful. And so um, success songs will change uh, the company's called success songs. It will change your mindsets, behaviors, and beliefs. So as I like to say, Brad, you hear life from a higher vibration. Okay. So if you go to success song, S U C C E S S 
songs.com. You can download a song for free. Okay, you can download a song. It's called It's My Time. And you, if you listen to it every day, I'm telling you what, you'll be dancing around the house. And that's um, success songs? Successsongs.com. And then gotcha. you can go to Sculptations, which is my brain stuff, which is S-C-U-L-P-T-A-T-I-O-N-S, Sculptations.com, and download two of my brain technology, my brain retrainment stuff. Um my 15-minute advanced millionaire mindset, which will get you to change your money blueprint, um, or uh, and I'm sorry, my sharper focus 15-minute, which will help you focus. Um, and again, like anything else, um, you know, practice takes takes everything. You know, you didn't learn how to ride a bike in a day. So the more you do this kind of stuff, the more you'll be able to chip away at old behaviors. Because I mean, depending on how long you've been on the earth, I've been on the earth for a pretty long time. And very happy about that, by the way. And I expect to be on even a much happier, much longer time. It takes time, man, you know, because we've built up all this resistance, all these circumstances, all this nonsense, all these mind traps we keep telling ourselves, and we got to chip away at that. Sometimes it's easy to do that. I'm good at that, but but it takes practice. So those two things I want to give away. And then the third thing is, if you're interested, is that uh, you can go to Good Morning Great Day, goodmorninggreatday.com. And uh, you can sign up for Good Morning, Great Day. And then what happens is you'll get a Good Morning, Great Day every day in your inbox. And they're really powerful. They're really powerful. Uh, again, that's part of my – I write them in my morning ritual. And 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 um, I think that, you know, I, I mean, I, I've i had so many people um, write me about how much they love them and so forth. And I remember it wasn't too long ago I was at an event speaking. And uh, this guy came up to me after the event, man. He said, man, I really enjoyed what you're talking about. And blah, 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 blah. And he said, let me show you something. And I'm not, this is a true story, man. He pulled out of his wallet a crumpled up piece of paper. Good morning, great. No way. That's amazing. I mean, it was like, it brought me chills, man. Oh, I can imagine. Yeah, so those are the three things. And then the other thing is, is, as I'd like, I mean, if it's okay with you, Brett. So if anybody, if anybody, I mean, I'm here to support Anybody that's that's a friend of Brad Costanza because he's an incredible human being. He is uh, he's one of the seventh wonders of the world as far as I'm <laughs> concerned. He's he he's the real deal, folks. Okay, he's he's the real deal. And so, if there's anything I can support anybody with uh, in his tribe, you can email me at Paul Hoffman H O F F M N the number twenty four at gmail.com. and uh, you could say uh, heard you on Brad's uh, podcast. And I'm here to support you. I'm not here to sell you anything. And the other thing is, if if, if you really want to connect with me and and uh, you feel like you want to have a conversation, my cell phone number is 323-810-5588. So a lot of people will go, oh, my God, I can't call you. He'll never talk. I, I'm available. I'm always like that. I'm here to serve I love that. and get people to get off their their dime so that they create magic in their life, man. Oh, that's you know, because there's on wonder out here waiting for you to go and claim it, man. Oh, that's brilliant. And that's that's so generous of you to also put your your cell phone on there if people really if this really resonated, they want to get a hold of you. I mean, I think uh that's yeah, just incredibly generous. And you know, I can't wait to check out what you've got and some of the uh giveaways here. You know, this is a this is a topic that you know, I, I've really enjoyed, and you and I've never really went deep into this. We have just casual, fun, social yeah. conversations, and it's right. been it's been just a real honor to get to know uh, some of the more professional work that you've done here, Paul, because uh, gives me a gives me a new, profound respect for you know who you are and what you do. And I appreciate that, man. And you know what? I'm I'm just as uh, I feel just as blessed, bro, because you're right. You and I know each other for a long time. We've hung out at a lot of different things. We've been to a lot of different events together. But you know, we never kind of sat down and like dived in, right? Exactly. And uh, and and I uh, again, I I appreciate you. I appreciate the work you do, and and uh, and I just appreciate, bro, how you show up in the world, man. You know, I appreciate that. Yeah. Very and so. so and so, um, yeah. Again, I appreciate and thank you so much for for having me. And uh, and those of you on this uh, on this uh, podcast, you know, you're. Uh, you're certainly following in Brad one of the uh, the people that, if you allow, can really help you shift 
and really take you to a new a new dimension in your life. On, it, we recorded that, so uh, I, I'm glad I got that on. So I appreciate it. Absolutely. <laughs> well, thank you very much, Paul, for being such an amazing guest on Bacon Wrapped Business. I will um, I will encourage everybody who's listening to this to go uh, really think about what Paul and I talked about. Go check out the links in the show notes here, from sculptations to success songs and uh, everything else that you know we mentioned. The various resources and you know take some time. For nothing yep. else out of this at all it's really you know life can throw a bunch of things at at you but take care of yourself first and there's a lot of innovative and unique ways to do that and uh paul has got some of the most successful and innovative ones out there so i su suggest you go check it out paul thanks again i look forward to connecting next time you're in san diego and for everybody else smash the subscribe button if you haven't Leave me a review on iTunes if you really love me, because I do read every single one of them, and they they warm the cockles of my heart. <laughs> Don't think I've ever said that that phrase before, cockles. But uh, I will see you guys on the next episode. And uh, Paul, I'll see you real soon.